Friends, Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Amen? As only the prophet Isaiah foretold. But for me, I don't know about you, the days after Christmas are days are days that are pretty tough. Even the 12 days of Christmas, you know that song that we sing, the 12 days of Christmas? It's a real season of Christmas from Christmas Day till January 5th. Yesterday, January 6th, was the day of Epiphany, which oftentimes that scripture that Courtney just read for us is shared. Last week, Pastor Joy preached on the meaning and purpose of Epiphany. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. But what happens when the magic of Christmas seems to fade away? What happens when the lights of Christmas are taken down and put away for another year? By the way, that's going to happen after second service today. (laughs) We hope. (laughs) We'll feed you pizza. (laughs) But what happens when... All the the magic and and mystery and and celebration and the singing of Silent Night when when the decorations come down. Well, I've come across over the years a very powerful poem from Dr. Howard Thurman. And I just want to read that briefly. I know it'll be on the screen. It's called The Work of Christmas. Maybe... You have heard this too, but I've, I was introduced to this many years ago in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I just always think of this when I start to get bummed, like, oh my goodness, it's January. <laughs> but listen to these words from Howard Thurman. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the king's and princes are home. When the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among others, and to make music in the heart. Friends, the work of Christmas begins every day that God gives us. And the mission that God has placed upon the hearts and minds of Good Shepherd Presbyterian Church, it's a great time to be reminded of that. It's inviting all people to grow into what? A Christ-centered life in God's family. And can we do that on our own strength? Can we do that on our own strength? No. Do we often try to do it on our own strength? Absolutely. And so I thought that's why as we thought about what can we do to kick off January 2024 before Lent, because can you believe it? Ash Wednesday is actually um, February 14th this year. I mean, Lent will be here in six weeks. It's an early Easter this year. But what could we do between this time of Christmas and Lent. And if we try to do things on our own strength, in our own way, in our own time, we often, and you may have experienced it just like I have, we often fall flat on our face. 
That's why we thought we'd explore spiritual gifts. That if you are a follower of Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit implants a gift or a gift set within you where you don't have to rely upon your own insight, your own strength, your own imagination. And so, friends, before I read through the first eight verses of Romans chapter 12 today, it's very interesting. I have never heard anybody try to summarize the first 11 chapters of the book of Romans in like three points. R.C. Sproul did, though. So here it is, Romans, which could take years to go through. R.C. Sproul believes that can be summarized like this. We are justified by faith. We are justified by faith. We, we can't earn our salvation. We're sinful. We're separated by God. We're justified by faith. Our sins are forgiven through the atonement of Jesus Christ. And thirdly, God works all things together for good. That doesn't mean all things are good, amen? But God works even through the mess and the heartache and the pain. God works all things together for good. And then number four, he says, God calls people to himself. God reaches and grabs us and calls us into his forever family. And then we come to Romans 12. How do we respond to being a part of God's family? Friends, have you placed your hand, your trust, into the hands of Jesus? Have you done that? If you have, these first eight verses of Romans chapter 12 are an encouragement or a reminder that we do not have to rely upon our own strength, our own ability, but that God has graciously given to us gifts, gifts to be about inviting all people into a Christ-centered life in God's family. Now, friends, the Apostle Paul really addresses three types of gifts in his writings. We're going to just deal with one over these next um, six weeks. And they're the functional or motivational gifts. The Apostle Paul also writes about manifestational gifts, you know, speaking in tongues, healing, miracles, etc. And then the Apostle Paul in Ephesians also talks about ministry and vocational gifts in Ephesians 4, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But I want us to focus in, in these next six weeks, about spiritual DNA. If you have said yes to Jesus, if you have said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit has put within you spiritual DNA. How many of you have done the DNA testing, right? Ancestry, 23andMe, etc., right? We have a whole new way to explore who we are physically and, and relationally and our roots. I'm talking about spiritual DNA that God, the God of the universe, the light of the world has implanted within each and every one of you that needs to be activated, that needs to be fanned into flame for God's glory and the benefit of others.
So let's listen together, whether you're reading from your Bibles or on the screen, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, Paul says, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Paul says in verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. God's word for us and to us today. Friends, I think it is extremely helpful to seek to learn what specific gift or gift set has been given to each of us. If we are to offer our lives as a sacrifice to the Lord If we are to do that, we want to do that knowing where God has guided and is directing us. It's also good to know what gifts we don't have, right? So that you can say, no thank you. (laughs) I believe in serving out of your giftedness, not out of guilt, right? Now, does that ever mean that we don't all have to step up and step in? Right? There are times when the day proclaims we need help. But I'm talking about an ongoing where God has gifted you, especially in these seven areas that we'll take a look at over these next six weeks. Every Christian, friends, receives the Holy Spirit and the Spirit's personal calling. If you say yes to Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is at work in you. And if you follow Jesus, guess what? Guess what? If you're a follower of Jesus, you're automatically a charismatic. Okay? You're charismatic, whether you want to believe it or not. God's grace, charis, charis, say that, charis gives every single believer a particular gift. Paul is talking about that in verses 
3 through 5. How does he begin verse 3? For by the grace given to me. And then later he talks about in verse 6, we all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. God's grace, charis, gives every single believer a particular gift. Charisma. Say that. Charisma. Or a spiritual DNA set. So believe it or not, you're a charismatic. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have a spiritual DNA set implanted within you. I think this is encouraging, but I also recognize that this can be overwhelming. Therefore, if you are a follower of Jesus, shouldn't you, shouldn't I seek to discover what particular grace gift or charisma has been given to us. And thanks be to God, we're not all the same. Amen? <laughs> we're not all the same. That's on purpose and for a purpose. Paul is discussing how Christian believers are given by God a variety of functions and motivations in the body of Christ, the church. It's a beautiful gift. It's a mysterious gift. And I think when we get off-center or off-kilter, it's because we're not following where the Lord leads us with our gifts. And so Lucas is going to put up on the screen for us the gifts that Paul references. These are the first four. Prophecy, serving, teaching and research, encouraging. Next slide. Giving, leadership administration, and mercy. Over these next, I guess, five weeks after today, we're going to explore not everyone in detail, but we're going to highlight at least five in detail. The only one, by the way, who had all these seven spiritual DNA gifts in perfect uh, harmony was who? Jesus. That's right. You go read through the Gospels, and you'll see, as you get a better understanding, who was able to perfectly implement him in life and ministry it's Jesus. And yet, are any of us Jesus? <laughs> no. And so, as I said, though, we're also charismatic. Now, let me, let me just take a minute to set your hearts at ease, right? Uh, Kenneth Kinghorn wrote a book back in 1976 called The Gifts of the Spirit. And he talks about two different ends of the spectrum when we talk about charismatic gifts. There's charismania, okay? Heavy emphasis on extraordinary gifts such as tongues, healing, and miracles, and elevating some gifts as signs of spirituality, right? If you speak in tongues, you have to be spiritual. I believe charismania claims more than the Bible teaches. The other end of the spectrum is charisphobia, Fear that spiritual gifts lead to emotional excesses and church splits. It, charisphobia rejects biblical teaching. For we are all charismatics. We're all part of God's body of Christ. We're all out of God's grace have been given gifts. The Apostle Paul writes about this. In Romans 12, these are the spiritual DNA gifts. In 1 Corinthians, he talks about the manifestational gifts. In Ephesians, he talks about how we're to equip one another types of gifts. 
But friends, the spiritual DNA gifts that we want to focus on over these next week, these few weeks together, are so important. Now, some of you may say, oh, no, not another spiritual gift talk or gift test, right? We might have all have taken them. If you haven't taken them, that's okay. One of the joys that I have, and we did it in a class about a year and a half ago, was to take a spiritual gift based on the Romans chapter 12 and to see where you fit. What are the gifts that rise to the top? It may help you say yes. It may help you say no. And knowing that God knows all of us, all those seven gifts need to be brought together in the church. But thank goodness not everyone has the same gifts, right? Thank goodness. This week, as we were planning towards next weekend, one of the events um, next weekend after the congregational meeting is a lunch. Say yay. Yeah. <laughs> a yay. You got to eat if you're Presbyterian, right? <laughs> so I walk into the office this week, and there's fully capable people that are leadership, administration, hospitality. And I start to ask a question, and Mary looked at me and said, Brian, just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I love our team because we can just speak into the lives of one another. I just walked away. There's people fully capable. That is not my gift set <laughs> of organizing a lunch reception for hundreds of people, okay? Brian, just walk away. Boom. And I did. <laughs> In other words, just stay out of it. We got this. <laughs> but not everyone has the same gifts. But all gifts are vital and necessary. Their particular usefulness depends on the needs of each ministry situation. When you're planning a reception, that takes a certain set of gifts. When you're talking about a ministry such as stay salt or evangelism, that's a whole other set of gifts. When you have elders and deacons, that's a whole another set of gifts. And yet, not everybody has every gift. And that's okay. God's gifts, friends, are to be used for His glory and the benefit of others. And so I want to encourage us in the weeks ahead, in the weeks ahead, to be just simply having our ears and our hearts and our minds open to these gifts that are found in Romans chapter 12. That's going to be our home base, right? That's going to be our home base. We're going to be preaching off of other scriptures, right? But Romans 12, especially verses 6 through 8, and those seven, seven motivational, functional, spiritual DNA gifts are what we're going to explore together. Friends, I also think persistent in the church today is the troubling idea that some believers are gifted by the Holy Spirit and others are not. Have you ever felt like that? I wish I could be like so-and-so. I think that is unfortunately one of the things that the enemy likes to pervasively throw out into each body of Christ, that some of us have gifts and others of us do not. I think what the Apostle Paul gets across, friends, from Romans chapter 12 is that God's grace not only saves and sanctifies sinners, that's the first and foremost gift that we receive, right? The gift of faith. But God's grace also equips them with gifts from ministry in the body of Christ. 
the church. And I also think even more importantly, out into the context where you live, where you work, where you hang out. So be encouraged today, friends. You are loved by God. You are loved by God. And if you have never transferred the trust of your life to Jesus Christ, friends, I would pray that you would just take hold of his hand, even right now, and say, Lord, I love you, I need you, and I want to follow where you lead. Be encouraged today, friends. You are loved by God. I also want you to be at peace today, friends. That God promises to never leave you nor forsake you. As we try to figure out this whole idea of faith and life and how we can best be on mission, how we can serve God based on how God has spiritually DNA'd us, God is with you. Be at peace. He is loving and kind and patient. But I also want us to be challenged today. Jesus wants you to be mentored and discipled on the spiritual gifts that he has graciously given you. He wants you to discover them. He wants you to ask questions. He wants you to fail when you stumble over your own two feet. He's right there to pick you up. But let's be on ministry together, friends, out of our giftedness. You know, as a sign of I guess how busy life became for me in the fall. Any of you have those desk calendars that you have 365 that you flip and it has a little verse? I have one at home that's from the Billy Graham Association. And when I looked at it just this week, after getting back from some Christmas and New Year's travel, it was stuck on September 7th. <laughs> September 7th? That's the last time I'm <laughs> But, but look what was on September 7th. <laughs> Every person has been given a gift from God. You may be a farmer, a laborer, or a doctor, or a professor, or you fill in the blank, right? But you have been given a gift of the Holy Spirit. What is your gift? Each of us is to put his or her gift into action for God. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, Stir up the gift of God which is in you. Friends, I think that's a great New Year's focus. Amen? If you're followers of Jesus, some of us do need to have the Holy Spirit stir up or fan into flame that gracious gift that God has implanted within each and every one of us. So in closing today, I hope that you have a, have, let me put it this way. I hope you believe that you have a spiritual gift or spiritual gift DNA set given to you by God.